Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Uh, assuming there is uh, everyone out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, you got to excuse me. Um, I'm your host, Bill Green. I'm kicking off this um, launching, I guess I should say, this first episode of this new beginning in a, in a concept called Write Your Own Book Club. And my wingman, that those of you who tune in on our Thursday night show know him as Wilfredo, <laughs> my son Will. And as he says, when he introduces me, I'll say, as I introduce him, my best friend, my oldest son, Will Green. Are you out there somewhere, my man? Good morning. Good afternoon or good evening. Just depends on what part of the world you're listening. I am here, Daddy. I am here. That's my man. (laughs) That's my man. We've, um, I don't know, we've come through a a lot of things, and um, it's always exciting for me to be doing anything with, um, with, with any of my guys, and I really appreciate the um, creative energy that Will and I um, share with each other on a constant basis. You know, like I mentioned earlier, the Thursday show, um, The Greenhouse Effect, Thursday nights from 7 to 9, which I co-host with Will. And and today we're doing the first of what I hope to be a series of um, events. Again, the title being Write Your Own Book Club. Will, if you could, could you um, fill everybody in on how to call in and how to do the chat room? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as, as actually, as, as we always start out Thursday shows, and Wednesday, and even the Wednesday shows, well, this is like our third show, kind of. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, just as, just as a reminder, we, we like to uh, suggest that you grab some pen and paper or something to write with, uh, taking notes maybe, maybe any questions you have or anything like that, because <clears throat> we don't want you to forget them. You know, our, our running joke is why use 100 words when 1,000 words will do. Will do. But, um, you know, we don't want you to forget uh, any questions you have. We want to make sure that you do write down anything um, Amen. that you might find important. So I see we've already got some people listening on the phone lines also. Um, our call-in number for those that are listening online, our call-in number on the phone is area code 516-387-1587. Again, 516-387-1587. And what's always awesome about our shows is that we give you all the option to engage with us live uh, on the phone by pressing 1. That will put you in our queue. That will let us know that you want to come in live and talk to us directly. And, of course, we have our online chat room that's always available that you can engage in if you open a free Blog Talk Radio account. Now, I know it may ask you questions about credit cards and stuff, but you can set up a free account. It won't charge you. And this way you can also engage us as well. I see Jan's already uh, in the chat room. Um, Amen. What's up, Jan? So um, those are just a couple of things, you know, uh, just to let you all know. Right on, my man. You know that's why I asked him to do this. He's well polished, <laughs> and it helps to alleviate any angst or anxiety I may feel. 
in, in, in flubbing over the words and trying to get those details, those intricate details out. Uh, so here we go. Um, if there would be a title to today's first episode, um, it would be The Dash Between the Dates. And what do I mean? Well, visit any graveyard, and on most tombstones there are two dates, date of birth and the date of death. Between the dates is a dash. Contained in the dash is the story of the, of the remains. You know, time to be more than a dash. Besides, if you don't tell your story, who will? Otherwise, a dash is all that will be remembered. So the idea here, and again, the assumption is by tuning in, you know, there is at least um, one of three things going on, that you yourself feel you have a story to tell, you think you have a story to tell, or three, you're not sure if you have a story to tell, which to me is the best reason to be checking out this show. And now that I think about it, I guess there's a fourth. You're wanting to show support for your brother here. <laughs> and I thank you for that. You know, toss a prayer right to him right in on. the meantime, if you would. Yeah. Right. Okay. So just operating from the presumption that there is enough curiosity that is self-contained in the question, do I have a story to tell? Um, I would want to say to you, yes, you know, and your story is your life. However, there's a caution that comes with this, you know, like caution, you know, um, cigarette smoking can cause cancer. <laughs> well, telling your own story can be painful, you know, can be um, enlightening, can be dangerous. Um, it, it also, you know, can be disturbing. Um, sometimes we just live through a course of life and activate invisible shields around memory, you know, that contain um, all too often painful or scarring, you know, events that have traumatized us. So be prepared, you know, that, um, and I think that's why a lot of people don't even engage with the process of telling one's own story because so many of us have, been a lot of time hiding out from my story. So what is a relatively safe and pre-organized way to approach your story? First, ask yourself, and hopefully you have a piece of paper. Uh, what do you say, Will? A piece of paper, an envelope, uh, a, a shred of evidence, <laughs> a post <laughs> up or something that you can write on. <laughs> and organize it later on, but hopefully, yeah, post-it note. You know, and you know, pen or pencil handy. And I would want to ask you first of all, first and foremost, right off the bat, to just write down this one thing, one question: Who am I? Now, I want you to stay with that one for a while. Who am I? Too many spend more time evolving by asking, "What do I want to do?" That the identity of who am I gets lost in translation. So just just hold that one for a second. Hopefully you've written it down and underline it. Make it the highlight of, um, of, of today's titled story. You know, who am I? You know, of course, in parentheses as well, you know, the dash between the dates. Keep that as the memory. There are so many roles that are taken on, so many titles, right? So many of those little initials, either before the who am I or after the who am I, or both, as one assumes the identity of those initials. You know, there's a lot of time spent, right, accumulating those initials. So don't get me wrong. That's not a judgment or fault finding. You know, there's a tremendous meditation that goes in 
creating a title for oneself, you know. There's even a time that, that lapses when we move from being, like in, in Will's case, Little Bill, <laughs> which he was called, you know, for the, throughout, the formative, throughout the formative years of his life, you know, to where he decided, okay, I've, I've lived under that title long enough. So one day he said, Dad, I would rather you call me Will, you know, and that's when he moved from, you know, little sir to mister. So there's a trans there's a transition that happens, you know, where we move from, you know, the the, the little one within us to mister or ma'am or, you know, missus or ms, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, those themes are taken on in a way that are so transitory that we don't really even pay any attention to it. You know, black folk have had a similar experience, you know, throughout the transition of becoming Americanized, you know, starting out throughout the history, the initial history, the foundation history of slaves, and moving past that into a, a, a meditation of, still a very confusing meditation of um, freedom as the uh, Emancipation Proclamation so indicated, into a place of being colored and Negro and and black, Afro, and again now African, but African American. So you know, and and usually done in such a transitory process that I just accept these identities without questioning or voting or giving my approval of. Just just once again falling under the assumed identity of that which has been imposed upon me. So just consider for a second. You know, the who am I and what, if any, assumptions have been taken on as the initials of your life began to form. You know, um, very important to do. Often Often resorting to becoming the introduction of those initials and often while operating under this trance of the introduction that a shield forms, a force field of sorts that keeps intruders at bay. It becomes a fence around the mansion that comes with a warning sign, beware of dog. <laughs> you know, it, 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 think of the mansion as being yourself. Think of the fence that surrounds yourself, and think of the gate that has the sign po- posted. And if you're writing this down, write B and then put a parenthesis around the letter A and then finish the word with where. So it's beware but it's also in there, be aware of dog. So, yeah, I'm calling you a dog, but I'm not asking you to call yourself a dog. You can make it anything you want. You can make it be aware of woman, be aware of dude, be aware of brother, be aware of child of God. But that fence and that gate is the first barrier, you know, that a person has to, that we have to, you know, as much as someone outside of us, someone inside of us, we have to penetrate this field to answer the question, who am I? You know, so this fence, I'm rather, not this field, well, the fourth field, okay. So the fence has a gate where the sign is attached, right? And on the fence is a little phone with a code box with buttons and a two-way intercom. There's a lot that a visitor has to go through before they gain entry. Now, this is the same thing we go through. As much as a person who's wanting to visit us, you know, the who am I, it's the same that we impose upon ourselves. 
venturing into the who am I that we have forgotten about all too often presents an unexpected challenge of I've become so comfortable with being the what that I've assumed I am that the who has been left without personal investigation. And the, have, the, the need to revisit that may, in fact, be a little bit disconcerting. Maybe I don't want to know, and maybe I don't want visitors to know, who am I? How am I doing, how am I doing Will? You with me so far, man? That's, that's awesome, and I love this, uh, this uh, how would you just, is this kind of an analogy? What, what is the, the term? Um, I don't want to use the wrong term, but... Analogy is fine. You know, personal assessment is fine. You know, we're going to get to another word eventually, inventory, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But the key, you know, uh, uh, you know that personal narrative, the, that examination of, of one's own soul and consciousness, you know, the key, you know, is who am I? You know, um, and I don't think it's, it's, it's time fixed. You know, I don't think it matters if the question is being asked at 10 you know, at 30, you know, at 50, you know, at 73, you know, I think the who am I is a question that needs to be revisited, you know, periodically because it's so easy to get caught up in the assumed identity. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. (laughs) Um, I I love this, you know, trying to break through the gate, you know, like the gates that's in our mind, uh, not what I am. There you go. Yeah. 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 And, you know, not, and, and it's not done yet, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot that the visitor of self has to go through before one gains entry. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's a moat that circles the mansion filled with all sorts of horrible little creatures. And sometimes even armed sentries posted on towers overlooking the landscape. And then there's the drawbridge. So after surviving all of that, one gains entry into the mansion, the Who Am I mansion, where there are many trinkets, awards, medals, and other objects that create an illusion of the initials of the introduction. After taking all of those distractions, one encounters Who Am I, only to be met as only to be met with a required audition, and the audition all too often becomes the relationship. You know, and I think that. We audition ourselves constantly, and that audition that we do with ourselves is, of course, the audition that we present to to others. And it's not so much the who am I as much as it is the what I've become. You know, the who am I still remains all too often tucked away. And we discern, you know, in our own personal assessments, the given strategic times that I'm going to allow my who am I to reveal itself. And you know, I don't know about y'all. I don't know about you, Will, but it's happened to me, you know, and, and I would imagine it's got the possibility of happening again, that I revealed the who am I in an unsuspected, innocent bystander, you know, who's decided to visit my life. And when I, you know, introduce them to the who am I, all too often I've heard, man, what happened to you? <laughs> This is this is who I this is who I know you to be. This is you know this is who who you used to be. This is who we started out with. What's up with that? You know, and you know sometimes I think you know that personal assessment even presents the same question. You know, tag what happened? I didn't expect to wind up here. 
and that's a heck of a place to wind up. You know, and I mean, it can happen in all kinds of stages in life, <laughs> either by right. design or totally by accident with good intentions. You know, I belong to a, a select group of individuals, you know, called um, Alcoholics Anonymous. And in my in my undefined period of life, you know, and I was living a distraction of myself, a shadow, if you will, of, of who I was, who I became. You know, and and who I was living with at the time, it wasn't unusual to, you know, to wake up in the morning and ask, you know, where am I, <laughs> and and who is this that I'm with, <laughs> you know, and, you know. Yeah. So, so, those you are know, those transitional <laughs> moments we try to forget. <laughs> yeah, unsettling as they may be, after an accumulation of such some of, of after an accumulation of such events, then the question is revisited. You know, who am I? <laughs> yeah, this isn't what I started out to be. You know, and and, and it's a it's an interesting venture indeed. You know, to begin to gain, you know, access to oneself once again, where there there's a multitude of questions that began to present themselves. So, you know, the the, the themes of uh, who am I and what am I and what am I becoming um, are most often answered through the question or through the engagement of, of what would be referred to as um, personal inventory. But before I get into that, um, I want to again remind um, anyone and everyone who uh, may have tuned in to Spend some time considering the question, who am I, first. Uh, meditation, personal reflection, or anything that uh, won't allow or, um, well, won't allow or um, gain entry to um, any kind of distraction. Any, any, now, uh, let me repeat that again. Meditation, personal reflection, or anything that won't allow distraction, and anything with content is usually a distraction. Now, that, that's the thing I want. Sometimes we think, well, I'm doing this, and, and this won't allow distraction, but the very thing I'm doing creates distraction. So something with content is almost always a distraction. What do I mean? Music with words. You know, even though they may be, you know, the kind, the kind of words I like to hear, like I love that line in the song by Andre Day called um, Amen, you know, and... Um, Amen to all the crazy things that have happened that has made me who I am. I mean, listening to that song, you know, takes me in all kinds of, 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 of arenas of myself. But that's a distraction, you know, because it's the external words that is stirring up an internal response. So trying to go into a place of meditation or personal reflection where a distraction of words with music, you know, um, or work, or work, or, or music with overwhelming rhythm. You know, doom, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm going to get into the to the to the words that come with that rhythm. <laughs> you know, even motivational tapes, sermons from the pulpit. You know, they are also um, 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 full of content. And the more something is full of content, the more distracting it becomes. Sometimes even trying to find a place of meditation may be, in fact, um, sabotaged by external um, interruptions. 
So it, it, it's to investigate the who am I, it, re- it requires um, uh, an approach toward creating a place of solitude, you know, where the freedom of thought, you know, is given fuel to produce itself. Meditation in itself is um, only beneficial if response comes with it. Not response generated, but response searched for, like prayer and meditation, you know, um, works to create a relationship between who or what I'm praying to meditating on who or what I'm praying to, in my case, would be God. And then that, that, that space in between, that silence is where the vision, you know, is born. So, you know, um, content distracts from that. You know, it, 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 and, and content, even in a, in a home where the initial atmosphere has been, you know, soundproofed <laughs> within a contained space, can be interrupted by a bang on the door or a bark of a dog or ringing of a bell, you know, and and that doesn't mean, oh, that's it, I messed up, oh, you know, what was me, see, that's why I don't do this, no. It just means pause, you know, because the question remains, you know, who am I? Now, even exercise is a form of distraction, you know, and some may question that. Well, you know, exercise has an expected outcome or a hopeful outcome or hope you know, outcome, but it has a beginning point and an end point, and it becomes the focus, you know, not, you know, not the thing that I'm pursuing in regards to the who am I, but exercise in its fact, you know, all too often distracts us from what I become. <laughs> like, whoa, I better go exercise, dude, you know. I mean, like you used to be able to see your toes. <laughs> so, you know, so like, I'm exercising so I don't have to think about being fat. <laughs> That's the distraction of, you know, the who am I or what I've become. Um, eating those favorite foods and taking prescribed or non-prescribed drugs. Yep. A drug pre-assessment, best done in quiet and best done in quiet and on an empty stomach. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot to ask for, right? So the idea is to, you know, create a, Soundproof, drug-free assessment, you know, best done in quiet and on an empty stomach. <laughs> but, you know, that's just a momentary thing, a period of time spent to be, to become reacquainted with the who am I. You know, I, I don't know about y'all, you know, but um, I spend only at times of, like, break glass in case of emergency. Those generally are the times I spend with who am I. You know, I rarely do it in, in peaceful moments. I rarely do it in non-conflictual moments. I rarely do it in, in times where I'm not disturbed by, you know, external circumstances that cause me moments of reaction you know, and then question my reasons for reacting, which then in turn causes the chain reaction that leads to pursuing the question once again of, you know, just who the hell am I anyway to get caught up in all this madness? So, Pause for a second, Will, and ask, you know, um, questions, thoughts, comments, complaints. What do you think, my man? Anything you want to, <laughs> you know, toss um, out there? I, 
Yeah, I, I have an initial question, and, and uh, we do have one caller waiting in the queue. Um, when meditating or looking at, you know, our personal meditating or reflecting, you know, with the who I am and, and getting past those personal gates that we might set up on that way to look for that person. Yeah. Um, I, I One of the, the questions that comes to mind, and you mentioned uh, what I am, you know, how to visit ourselves mm-hmm. to see who yeah. I am um, yeah. while dealing with the state of what I am. How what what are some suggestions i guess or some things to look at i mean cuz we don't you don't want to fight that process right but right, how do you right. you know how do you go through it how do you develop through that process of seeing the what i am to get to the who i am well actually the way to get to the to the it's it's a way of getting to the what i am first by going through the who i am you know, so oh. that's that's why it, that's why I'm suggesting starting with that first. You know, okay. um, usually what happens is once I begin to investigate the who I am, then I can begin to answer the question. Not so much what I am, but what I've become. You know, but it's hard to be able to see what I've become in any given moment. You know, even if I've become a rage-filled, wild entity that's overreacted to an external stimulus you know, called arguing, <laughs> you know, it, it's a matter of, okay, reclaiming the who I am so I can get a better insight on the, the what I've become for that moment. And I don't know, maybe you've never had those moments of insanity, you know, um, when I, it's when, 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 when you lose complete focus of what you, where you would rather be <laughs> and maybe even who you'd rather be with, you know, eventually it comes back to with, 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 with the relatively sane mind and with the um, the ability to be rigorously honest with oneself, you know, we return to a place of calm. And then the, the question of who I am comes rushing to the surface, but usually in the form of apology. You know, it's, I draw from the who I am to, you know, to, to, to rewrite the wheel, so to say, to, you know, reconstruct, reconstruct the moment in a positive way. But I'm going to return to the who I am to find that. And again, the what I am can be the distraction because it can become the trance that, you know, perfects, you know, the, um, the dodge of behavior, you know, and I don't, again, you know, using me as the example, I've gone through periods of my life when I've, um, when I've approached, you know, circumstances fraudulently, you know, when I present myself as a way that I'm really not. You know, and if there's no greater lie we tell than the lie we tell ourselves. And usually I would say there's no greater lie I tell than the lie I tell myself. But I'm going to take a, a risk of the we thing. You know, and the lie we tell ourselves all too often can become the trap of a, of a fraudulent um, relationship. And it's hard to stay confined in that trap, that self-imposed um, dungeon, so to say, for very long. Sooner or later, you know, who I am is going to leak out. And if who I am is totally contrary to what I've become, then yet another argument is going to happen, which is going to be again presented with the question, what the hell happened to you? (laughs) This isn't who I signed up for, (laughs) you know. So uh, hopefully I'm touching on answering your question, man. You know, it's, um, okay, good. It's, it's It's a tricky thing. 
you yeah. know. Um, and it's and I don't think it has anything to do with how long we've been dealing with this cycle of life. I think at any given juncture, you know, the question pops up. And since there's no handle on the future, you know, the question pops up when it pops up during the increments of of introspection. Who am I? You know, who am I? And 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 then what you said, who asked, what am I? You know, um, usually follows you know, right in line. But if what am I becomes the focus, then the who am I needs to be revisited. You know, mm-hmm. because that's when we'll when we'll ha- when it, when one will have a better understanding of how the what, you know, became the focus. But you said we had a. Okay. So is that good enough? I mean, did I did I at least yeah, give no, the that, surface that, of the question? Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great start, and I know we we'll, we can dive more into it, but just the yeah, just that uh, just just that beginning thought uh, of what I'm going to tackle, and not the what yeah. am I, but the who am I? You know, I, I and yeah. and I immediately flash back to. Uh, us packing up my stuff in February 2002 and when you picked me yeah, up when you're heading back yeah. you know you picked me up from Atlanta and brought me back to Chicago and mm-hmm. you know we had discussions of this feelings and thought of failure and I think that was mm-hmm. the, the what that was the what part and that was the focus instead of looking at the who I am and the accomplishments mm-hmm. that I made let's say you know, and all these years that I spent down there. So, no, that 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 helps a lot. And I guess it's just on on how we focus. So, yeah, that's Amen. great. Thank you. And, and the accomplishments, and the frustrations, and even the failures. You know, um, all of it. You know, right. yeah. All you know, um, what 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 was it that, that Edison? You know, that again. You know, as much as we mentioned Edison, we also need to mention Latimer. As much as we mentioned. Alexander Graham Bell, we need to mention Granville T. Woods. There's always going to be a, a black compliment to a white invention. It's amazing how that happens. But um, been so, being so conditioned in, in, a, um, in, in the imposed story, you know, all too often the underwritten story goes by unnoticed. So, you know, even in, in talking about Edison or talking about William Latimer, you know, I'm sure they both would agree on it's not that they failed – 10,000 times is that they found 10,000 ways that electricity did not work, <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, that's the, 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 that's the imagination of self or the who am I, like that nine years you spent in Atlanta, there was a lot of things that you found out didn't work, you know, but all those things that you found out didn't work helped you to uncover the who am I that did work, and that's who you brought back to Chicago. You know, only to engage yet again in, the, in another wheel of, of of self-actualization, to come to another pinnacle and ask the same question at a given time through trans, you know, tr- through transition. Who am I? I think that's that question when it pops up is a clear signal that something either has or damn near is about to shift in the way I view myself. So you say we have somebody in the queue? Yeah. You yeah, want to bring them on uh, in? One yeah. call in the queue here. We'll see if they're... Okay. All righty. Good morning, Colin. Thanks for calling in to uh, Create Your Own Book Club, our first show. How are you doing today? And our first caller. Yeah, amen. And our first caller, <laughs> right. Uh, are you there, caller? He might not. 
looks like he might have stepped away for a second. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll keep, yeah, keep him in the we'll, queue, we'll, and and we'll we'll hit him we'll hit him back again. Um, but that's yeah. exciting. Him or her. Him or her. I won't I won't I won't assume one or the other. Um, and and we'll come back. Um, but you know, again, following in line with what you know you asked. I also want to jump in a little bit ahead, but not so far ahead that the focus will be lost, because what does come after who? So just just everyone just know that the process is going to follow pretty much the the um, the structure of just about anything pursued. You know, so the questions of who, what, where. I'm writing as I talk. When, how and why will all be looked at, maybe not, you know, all in today's show, um, but definitely in ongoing shows. Um, these questions uh, will be, you know, investigated in how it works as ingredients for telling your story. Who, what, where, when, how, and why. And a lot of times, especially in counseling, we avoid the question why. Because why can be such a um, abstract um, response. Um, I was talking with someone last night. Yeah, on a date. <laughs> I know, we've we've gotten so used to each other. We don't even call it dates anymore. We just call it <laughs> encounters. <laughs> well, we've got, what are we going to deal with during this encounter? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the illusion of, 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 you know, the audition. You know, dating has long since faded. The question is, you know, did I need to bring my sword tonight? <laughs> you know, I forgot my helmet and my shield. Should I have strapped up completely? You know, so in, in engaging in our time spent, you know, the um, we we found that it, it's very hard to answer a question why when it has to do with each other, you know, like, well, why are we here tonight? Well, you know, how do we answer that? <laughs> you know, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a, that why I'm saving for last on purpose because um, wherever we wind up when pursuing that, the why is the, is the great, you know, disclaimer. <laughs> the why is the, is the blame element that we usually throw back at, at our creator. In my case, it would be God. You know, like God, why you make me this way? <laughs> well, well, I don't know about you, man, and I don't know about anywhere else. But my God made me in a lot of ways. It's just the one way that happens to be inconvenient at the moment that I blame God for. You know, but it's probably the way that I misused anyway. <laughs> let's, let's check back to see if our caller has uh, has returned to the to to their mic, if you will. Okay, if you will, yeah. will. I I, I sure will. Bill. <laughs> Thanks, Will. <laughs> Let's see if our caller is back. Uh, good morning, caller. Are you there? Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, good morning. hey, welcome. hey. Welcome. Hey, welcome. hey welcome and, and congratulations. You win the you win the prize. You're the first caller on the first show. Oh. Commemorate the let the commemorating commence. <laughs> okay, Will, you got the applause. No, we don't have applause in the studio, does <laughs> Amen. So, not in this my enthusiasm steamrolled the uh, 
call in log. So I called in. I got off. I got off doing something. I knew it was 10 a.m. when when uh, when this amazing uh, concept, you know, launched. Uh, I was a little late to the party, so I erred on the side of just calling in and letting my enthusiasm steamroll wherever <laughs> I call in at. But uh, congratulations, uh, just personal on a personal level. Uh, I didn't know I needed it until you, you know, ah. that's kind of how my life rolls. But don't know I need stuff until I sort of hear and let things resonate to something that I couldn't put words to. That when I identified in some form or fashion, it just connects with something in me that 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 speaks and says to me, "Hey, man, you've been missing this, and you in the right place." So. Thanks for the opportunity, and just you know, I, I wish you, I wish you grace and energy in your in your in your journey, man. Because I, it's an, it's for a selfish reason. Because I want, I, I I believe I want more of it. <laughs> yes, that's 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 wise. <laughs> Actually, you know, um, you can call it selfish. I call it wise. You know, um, I, I I do believe that, you know, we always that there's a constant hunger for inspiration and motivation, you know, that we can't always, you know, rise to meet through our own personal inner devices. And I'm one who believes just I never know where that moment will come. You know, as a matter of fact, um, if I can personalize your call, just take a second to take away from, you know, your time. Um, You have a lot to do with the title of of today's show. The dash between the dates is a comment that you made on on our prayer circle, you know, um, when you made that comment about the tombstone and the dates and the dash, you know. And right away when I heard that, my imagination formed the tombstone that hovers above the grave, and in the in the grave are the remains of the dash, and the story remains entombed in the grave, and no one ever knows. And ancestry dot com. As you know, as valuable of a tool as it is, doesn't say much about the dash, but it does a great job in providing the dates. So, anyway, amen to that. No, yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, Again, I sort of jumped into the middle. I want to situate my situate my notepad and sort of quiet my quiet my spirit and my mind and, and, and. and receive whatever uh Amen. whatever needs to be filling up my cup, man. So congratulations. Uh I love you guys and uh I'll be in the background. Well let me if I may can I ask you a quick personal question? Well I can ask. That doesn't mean you're gonna answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so here. let me just sure. ask and then let you decide. Yes, you know. Have you um have you begun any any wow. kind of project that you know, wow. would be reflective of telling your own story. Yes, and yes, and yes. So, my man, which, 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 which will and yourself had a lot to do with it, directly and indirectly. And I haven't spoke about this often, but it's it's in my journaling and. 
Ah, you journaling. Know, Amen. You know, be, being around, you know, being around your conversation, uh, Bill Green. You, you, you know, you, you, you encourage those around you to, you know, to, you know, to have some form of, you know, chronicling of, you know, your own story. I think you're. Your famous, you know, mantra is, or your quote, or your motto is, uh, you know, you know, historians will always. Ah. I mean, sorry, uh, hunters will always be the heroes until lions have historians. You know, amen. And amen. there's a that rings. That's always rang a bell. And then, uh, you know, so I've been sort of journaling, bullet pointing for about. I don't know, maybe a year and a half, going on two years. So I sort of, you know, I picked up journaling, able to kind of, you know, write some things down and just get a handle on, hey, man, if somebody's going to tell my story, let me <laughs> let me have Lisa say so in it a little bit. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> there if, you go. Amen. You know, That's if, what I'm talking if in about, fact, my man. <laughs> You know, if in fact it has to come out. But it was sort of double stamp when, when, when Will – shared his experience uh, uh, concerning the Million Man March. And he even mentioned, he's, he's like, yeah, I, I, I journal, I was journaling at the time, but I just kind of just had bullet points or, you know, notes. And then he wasn't, you know, being down on himself mm-hmm. or anything like that. I took it in as more of a reinforcement, like, yeah, you know, okay, Ray, you're journaling, you know, hey, but find a way to sort of uh, transition in and out of, you know, those days where you've, you know, been bullet pointing for a, a week in a row. But, you, you know, find a way to, you know, get precise and take time out to write more, you know, or just expound on, on the bullet points. Right. So that's yeah. kind of – so, you know, it's been about 18 months or so that – Sort of in that transition where, wow, I'm, I'm sort of intentionally taking time out. In fact, I've, I've discovered it's the same dang time <laughs> that I use for bullet pointing. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As yeah, like, yeah, I write, yeah, you know, just, yeah, you know yeah. we all assign, we, we assign whatever time we think is important. Whatever, however it works out, it works out. But mm-hmm. yeah, it allows me to, or it has allowed me so far. To uh, you know, slow it down and get about the things that you know are important to whatever I'm, wherever I'm at at that time or in that week, and being able to articulate, you know, even like to myself, uh, I'm discovering some fascinating, just some fascinating ways about how I think, how I feel, how I express. And I, I couldn't have dis- I believe I couldn't have discovered that uh, uh, if I if I if I didn't start journaling and, and and attempting to write like that. So I'm just you know I'm in a not I believe right you know I'm hey I'm I'm right here I'm just hey right and of course I hope hopefully yeah. you can, or, your, or in your your listeners or whomever can can see how that can fit in to you know to me I mean of course I'm not I'm not in everyone else's category but this couldn't oh, have been yeah. at a sweeter at a sweeter yeah. time. No, me, you know, right. as far as where I'm at with it. So, hey, man, I'm, you you haven't seen me. Yeah. You asked me. My man, my man. 
What's a, what's a, hey Will? What's a what's a greater way to start a show with a first caller than than what we just got? Is that a blessing? Yeah, absolutely. Or what, man? Yeah, I'm sure. That, yeah, and I wouldn't blame anyone if you thought, man, they staged this whole thing. Right, <laughs> well, right. No, you know, no. that's all right. In a way, we did. <laughs> Amen. No, <laughs> yeah. Know, in a way, we did. As, as we stage our own lives, anyway. Yeah, amen. Yeah. <laughs> amen. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right on, man. Right on, man. Right on. Well, well hopefully you're going to um, – and a matter of fact, let me – First of all, let me say I hope you're gonna, you know, be gonna stay um, with us. And really, will you? Why not leave? Uh, why not leave? The, um, well, maybe we'll talk about that later. There'll, there'll be a show where we'll just leave mics open so people can just jump in and out. Um, but since we're not sure of the character of this caller, maybe we better not be too quick to leave this <laughs> mic open. <laughs> <laughs> You know, well, obviously I must know him, y'all, so I would never make a comment like that. <laughs> so he knows yeah. the joke. <laughs> yeah, and, and and we have the, uh, you know, he can always just send me a message, too, if he wants me to open his mic back up. Yeah. So we'll have okay. to okay. figure yeah. out a well, let's just leave. Yeah, let's just leave his mic open. Yeah, and, um, and or if, if, if you can always mute yourself, uh, Ray, if you want. You know, but we'll just leave your mic open, you know, and if you need to mute yourself. But in case there's comments you want to make, you know, or reflective um, thoughts you have, just feel free to jump in. I think he already did that. Him, so. Yeah, okay. Okay. Cool. All righty. Right, we'll um, see how that goes. And actually, you know, what, what this particular call um, has – reminded me of is the important as much as we enjoy the chat room and we use the chat room in other shows you know um i think thoughts generated through voice may be a little bit more effective that's not to say don't take advantage of the chat room if you just would rather type your, your thoughts comments complaints or other commentaries out feel free to do it in the chat room but um i would also want to encourage as much as possible um, those of you who have called in to consider giving voice to your um, questions or your thoughts or your comments or your complaints. You know, however, I need to caution you about the complaints. I do have the power of the mute. <laughs> so I'm not sure the complaint window is open yet. <laughs> so Will is much more caller friendly than I am, so you might want to say, hey, Will, I'm directing this question to you. <laughs> and, I, and I respect those boundaries up to a point. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, this this um, this ain't this ain't Thursday night, ladies and gentlemen. This ain't Thursday night, right? <laughs> and, and 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 again, as a reminder, you know, not a cautionary tale, but as a reminder, you know, this is uh, being offered in the in the in the idea of of creating your own story, you know, um, yeah. and creating your own story isn't meant to be restricted to what may be suggested by the title, you know the Write Your Own Story book club. You know, there's different forms of uh, personal expression that may not, you know, uh, suggest, which is for so many intimidating in its own form, right? You know, the idea of writing a book. You know, well, there's many different ways that I can create my own story. It doesn't have to entail, you know, the justification for avoiding it. Or, you know, I can't write the, 
the the I can't write disclaimer. Okay, so what is it that you can do? You know, um, can you dance? Can you talk? Can you um, um, tr- create an abstract impression of yourself through poetry? You know, um, can you draw? You know, there, there, there's many different avenues that can be taken or pursued, you know, to reveal, you know, myself. Right, Will? Can you help me out right. here, bro? Yeah, no, no, right. Uh, I was talking to a, another family member a couple days ago, and and the first thing he said was, oh, man, I, I don't know the thing about writing a book. But but, mm-hmm. we, but we were just talking about the possibility of, of him making, like, a video journal. And I'm like, there you go. You know, you absolutely you're good with video. People are are good with video concepts, and and you know, like like that said, maybe you draw, maybe you paint, um, maybe you sing, maybe you dance. So it's whatever level of expression um, that you can present. Yeah. So it's not necessarily yeah, 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 just a, yeah. just a book. Yeah, yeah. Think of think of yourself as artwork. You know the artwork of self. What? How? How do I show up in a room? What? How do I? How do I present myself? What is the most comfortable way? You know that um, I let the room know I'm here. You know some people are good at at, at camouflage, right? You know or disappearing. You know um, others are the center of attention. They come with their own spotlight. <laughs> so you know it's like if I was suddenly thrust on stage. You know, if I walk through the wrong door and find myself on a stage where everybody, you know, the audience, the, the auditorium was filled with people, you know, what would be my best introduction to the crowd? That's pretty much my calling card. You know, if it's just to stand there and just to let people murmur and question, what's this dude doing on stage? What's his act? <laughs> you know, and then whatever that tension feels like to be exposed and not have a response other than silence. You know, what is the point of the silence? See, even in silence, there's power. And anybody who's ever, you know, been with someone, is with someone, has engaged someone in whatever platform, and they're more or less quiet, you know, than um, than talkative, there's no way of knowing what they're thinking, right? There's a lot of power in that. You know, there, there are many people who find release in acting, you know, that doesn't provide the same avenue in real-life experiences. You know, so many actors are comfortable with acting, pretending to be somebody else rather than opening up and being who, who they are, their authentic selves. You know, and it's through their acting that the authentic self is revealed as best they can. You know, I think that's why some actors are better than others and why... Some just need to give up the idea of acting <laughs> and just, you know, find another avenue. <laughs> you know? And, you know, writing's the same way, although I think, I believe that, you know, anybody can write who can write, you know, and um, and anybody who can't write can still create. So anybody can write. You know, a matter of fact, in, in an interview, Stephen King was asked, um, "What? Do, how does a person know if they're right I'm, and they said what you know what does what 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 is it that makes a writer and he looked at the camera and said well 
writers write. And sometimes, you know, it's as simple as that. And it's the simple becomes so complex, complex only because of self-sabotage. You know, do I even want to tell my story? Do I want either, others to even know that I ever was here? You know, would I rather that when people talk about me, they talk in statements of, of confusion or question, that they have no statements of concrete or absolute testimony that reveals the course of the path that I follow? You know, me... I'd rather that people have something concrete, you know, to say about me, you know. Um, I'd rather that my sons have something concrete to say about me, you know, because the one thing Ancestry.com can't do, you know, it can't tell you, you know, it can tell you when I was born, it can tell you when I died, but it can't tell you when I was an asshole. <laughs> you know, it, it, you know it, doesn't, it doesn't have the quality of quotes, you know. So um, I would hope that the consideration you know, be in, in reviewing oneself that there's no question about value and purpose in telling the story. I mean, there's, there's, um, there's you know, the quotes that, that inspire me, and one of them Ray alluded to, you know, until lions have historians, hunters will always be heroes. You know, um, and I give credit to Stephen Biko, Steve Biko, um, the revolutionary of apartheid times in South Africa, you know, for that quote. Again, until lions have historians, hunters will always be heroes. Um, another quote that I give, I give credit to Dr. Bobby E. Wright, um, but it's also an African proverb that probably inspired you know him using it in, in his books. If you don't know who you are, you know anyone can name you. You know, um, so call it an African proverb if you want. Yeah. If you don't know who you are, anyone can name you. Um, and then there's a quote that Alex Haley used in, the, in in interviews that reflected his reasons or inspirations behind writing Roots that further investigation reveals, again, an, an African proverb. And it said, when an old person dies, it is as if a library has burned to the ground. You know, and... Maybe you can even just put parentheses around old and just say when a person dies, it's, it is as if a library has burned to the ground. You know, there's there's so much. And I know Les Brown, the motivational speaker, has, has his own approach to that as well, that, there, you know, there are so many stories, you know, um, rich with, with, with possibilities of success. Yeah. You know, and that, and that place is called the cemetery. Where, where so many dreams, you know, came and went unfulfilled and unnoticed because they were never expressed. You know, um, they, somebody needs to mute their mic. You hear that noise in the background? Will? I guess that might be me. I don't hear it, though. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Now, don't mute yourself. Yeah, I don't know. But, but don't mute yourself because I wouldn't be able to answer that question. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's better. Um, so it, it, you know, and, and I like to use quotes, you know, because quote within quotes is contained, you know, so much reality. Um, my only issue with quotes is that all too often they come from dead people, you know, so whenever possible, I like to have living quotes as well. You know, um, like, you know, what, why is a quote so famous all too often? It's because the person has come and gone, like the quote I used 
to introduce the show on, on, on social media, you know, that the two most important days in a person's life is the day they were born and, and the day they find out why. You know, that was um, Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens, you know. Um, and, but the, the resonation of it still remains. Now, my quiet anonymous, I mean, my um, personal anonymous quote, you know, that um, I like to take credit for. <laughs> so I'm saying anonymous, you know, because I don't know who said it and I, no one has ever claimed it. You know, it says, you don't know where you're going, any road to get you there, <laughs> you know. And, you know, like um, sometimes that in itself can become a very rich story. So do we have anybody else in the queue, Will, that you want to pull in? Yeah, we, we have a couple of callers in the queue patiently waiting. Okay. Appreciate you, you all. want to grab one? Yeah. Yeah. We'll bring in the next caller here. Uh, okay. Good morning or good afternoon, caller. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? Uh, hello? Good You're, afternoon. Uh, are you, good, good afternoon. Are you speaking to me? Yeah. Oh, Hi. Okay, great. I didn't know uh, 773 number. Yeah, you're on. Go no. let it, oh, let okay, it, let great. It ride. Well, this is, this is Billy, Billy Billups. Oh, and I what's just, up, Billy? <laughs> I made it. I finally made it. And I'm wow, so happy wow. and thrilled to be here. And congratulations to you, Will, and congratulations to you, Bill. And uh, congratulations to you, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Congratulations to me. But this was a good time for me because we've always had conflict for your other call that you do, the greenhouse effect. I was managed to get on there one time, but I have something going on at the same time. So this was really great. And also the uh, subject matter is great. It really piqued my interest and I was, and I'm really excited about this opportunity and you're putting this together, Bill. I took a class at a couple of years ago, I took a class at Chicago State on writing your own story. And the class Mm -hmm. was really, really nice. And we got started. We started from the beginning, from when when we were born. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that was our assignment. So uh, once the, the class was about six weeks, so we wrote for six weeks. But then after that six weeks was up, we didn't get all the way into our lives because we were dealing right. with the beginning. So yeah. after that was class was over, I actually stopped writing. I didn't have the, uh, mm-hmm. I guess, the yeah. incentive or the motivation. So, But I am motivated now, Bill, because I know you very well, and I know you are a good presenter and a good healer and, and all of that. Oh, shucks. So, oh, shucks. <laughs> and I have access to you. But don't stop. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about it. And I'm excited that you put it in the form of a book club also. Uh, one of the questions I was wondering is, are we going to be sharing at some point, are we going to be sharing our book or our story with each other in this club? Or not? I, I would uh, hope. Too I would hope so. No, no, no. Okay. Never too soon to to engage ideas. No, I would hope so. If if one was to ask me what what do I hope the um, overall outcome or goal would be, maybe not outcome, but goal would be, it would be to do just what you said. You know that some 
not you know it's not a requirement, but that some would feel so empowered to in fact share the creative process you know um and also yeah even the, the the finished product you know and being able to share with the audience where that that particular um piece of work can be found you know like um I wrote this book and it's available on amazon.com kind of thing you know um I would hope that this would be a launching pad in that regard absolutely you know someone even you know um is so inspired that a poem is born that they would feel empowered or encouraged enough to read it. You know, I, I, I would rather that the creative process of um, writing your own book club would come from the inspiration of those who tune in and not from the direction of me. I would rather the direction come from how those who participate feel most inspired you know, to share, and to me that's the key in, in the form of sharing, whatever form that takes on. Um, so I don't know if I've answered the question adequately or not, but my hope is that individuals or participants or callers would um, feel empowered to share their own creative process along the way or the finished product. That would be exciting to me. You know, to have someone say, "Hey, you know, while 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 tuned in to this, um, something was born and it's been given birth, and I'd like to share it with you." Maybe you know, maybe not so much to encourage people to talk about past endeavors or past accomplishments in writing, um, but at the same time, that can be encouraging. You know, um, this isn't really meant to be promotional in that regard of what has already been done, but instead encouraging and inspirational and helping those to uh, arrive to the place of doing and creating and giving birth to. But at the same time, you know, I don't want to, you know, discourage someone from sharing as opposed to advertising, although I will be advertising. <laughs> so I guess that ain't fair, you know, to say I can talk about my books, but you can't talk about yours. I can, you know, so I, I, I would rather that the direction come from the participants, you know, um, as far as how this a show like this can best use, best be used. And, you know, if there's, you know, um, contrary thoughts or opposition, I probably would rather that it come from others as opposed to me. Because the creative process is so fragile anyway, you know, and, and, and so so many of us don't give ourselves permission to share in any form, you know, our expressions of self with others. So I, I really don't want to get in, engaged in, into a thing of censoring, but I surely want to take a posture of encouraging. So hopefully, yeah, um, you know, the, the, you know, the, the 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 moment of the creative process would be shared for the very reason, Billy. By the way, that you just offered, you know, it it sometimes we don't realize that inspiration is so flighty. You know that at the time of engagement, we think it's concretized and it it will remain. But once the source has been taken away, all too often the impetus is lost. Like a six-week course in writing, you know, with no follow-up, it's just kind of like sometimes going into treatment, you know, without aftercare. It works for the time while being engaged in the controlled environment. But when I'm let loose to deal with my own wares, you know, sometimes that impetus gets lost, you know, and I think 
you know, how to write your own book, you know, requires ongoing um, aftercare or support, you know. And I would love to to hear the finished product, you know, having been given birth to a, a program like this or any other, that one would feel so encouraged to share that, you know, like, yeah, this is where it's taken me and this is where, you know, um, it's evolved. As much as somebody take writing a diary, you know, not sharing necessarily the entries of the diary, but saying, wow, this has really been working for me. You know, or like Ray mentioned earlier, um, journaling, you know, and the empowerment of journaling, especially through the here and now, even the here and now as a reflection um, back to where here and now has given me a different insight to there and then. Um, so, and even, like, I know you in the ways that I know you, even though, you know, you refuse to let me chase you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll just play it now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, um, and I know, you know, the things, how the things you have done have so inspired me. And and, and I would hope that even in the course of, of this avenue here that, you know, at some point, if you haven't already, that you would consider putting in, in print, you know, the many skills that you have in relation to the healing of the body, you know, because so much of what you do, you know, may heal the body. But what my experience with your healing work, um, it, 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 it heals the body, but it, it has so often, especially in our times of engagement, you know, when you've been doing your magic, you know, on, um, on this old rustic body of mine. You know, um, the distraction of healing the body so often has, for me, released, you know, um, energy from my soul, you know, that I've realized, well, I have really let my body distract me from the messages that are trying to emerge from my soul. So, you know, I would I would hope that, again, if you haven't, that you would consider some form of um, of dictation that would allow others to read about the incredible work, not only the incredible work you do, but the incredible successes that you have, you know, received from others, you know, as a result of those healing hands of yours, you know. Does that does that sound erotic? I don't mean it to. <laughs> but, no, you're just but, uh, thinking erotic. <laughs> it doesn't sound erotic. It's, it's your thought. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do want to say this, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to uh, let someone else speak. But I remember my mother told me, my mother has been my inspiration uh, from day one, I should say. Amen. And she's gone now. But she did say, when I die on my tombstone, I want you to put, she lived and she lived and she died. She didn't want me to put anything else on there. She didn't want me to put, my mother had wow. this thing about age, and she didn't want people to know mm-hmm. her age. She says a woman never tells her age, and that's kind of mm. stuck with me too. But, uh, she, no, no, it was, she was born. It was three things. She was born, mm-hmm. she lived, and she died. That's what she wow. wanted on her tombstone. And my that's inspiration, so when I saw okay. this yeah. announcement from you, yeah, and when I saw mm-hmm. this announcement from you, Bill, I said, I want to write a book for my mm-hmm. family. I want them to, 
know me. I want them to know who I was and who I am. Yes. And I don't know my other relatives, my other ancestors. I don't know much about my grandmother. I don't know much about my aunts. I don't know much about my family other than their date of when they were born. I don't even know when they were born. I just know when they died. And I may know a little bit of uh, memory of their experiences of visiting them, but I would love to know more about my family. Yes. And and yeah. all of that. So I feel this is really, really important. And I have several I journals. Mm-hmm. Speaking, of, speaking of journals, I have several journals scattered all over the house, everywhere. I don't even I'm know sure. where some of them are. <laughs> I need a way to put those, that, all of that together. I might need an editor for that. But, but I right want, and, yeah. and, and I started mm-hmm. that because I just want, when I've had an experience, sometimes I write it down. And my granddaughter may have a, a similar experience, so I want her to know, hey, I have the same experience that you're having now, and this is how I dealt with it or didn't deal with it, and this is how I felt about it or didn't feel about it. So it's so important. Mm-hmm. I think it's just so important. So this work, Bill, thank you, is very, very important. Oh, and thank you for giving oh, us a way to, yes, thank you for giving us a way to kind of Put it together. So I'm putting some pressure on you right now. You got to get 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 me together to get me together. Well, okay, I'm done. I, 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 that is a worthy endeavor indeed to feel included in that process. Yeah, and uh, again, you know, um, I'm sorry, I don't want to take you off stride. Was there more you wanted to? to no, add? I'm done. I'm done. Um, you going to stay with us? For a while? Yes. Oh, yeah. Are you going to okay. be doing it this on this Saturday at the same time? Uh, Is this your day? Yeah, it's going to be Saturdays um, for as long as the energy remains, you know, um, not so much from me, and um, but from, you know, those who um, feel the connected need to, to, to dial in or call in. Um, it'll be at 10 o'clock. The end time, we won't go any later than noon. But we can end earlier than that if, you know, the energy has faded. In other words, I, you know, I've committed myself to two hours, but if everything has been said, done, and there's no more energy from, you know, external participation, then the show would end at that time. But the date will be on every Saturday at 10 o'clock. You know, if for no other right. reason, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of feeling, you know, the urge to, you know, to write a book called, you know, the 10 o'clock hour or something like that and just – you know, um, and just, you know, notate the things like, you know, these calls and, and shared moments of commentary. You know, there's so many, right? I mean, there's so many aspects of, of inspiration that we receive daily that we make a note about within our minds. Wow, yeah, that I really relate to that. I'm not going to forget this one. But then we have to make room for the next thing that comes along. So the previous thing all too often is forgotten. But what you said, Billy, you, you, you stirred something in me, that we all owe it to ourselves. Really, I'm saying this to everybody. You know, we owe it to ourselves to go on our own personal treasure hunt, you know, to go through the house and, and look for those little discarded pieces of paper, those envelopes that Will likes to talk about, those, those times spent in deep meditation that at the time was everything we were about, but 
got tucked away in, in some box somewhere in the house or like you were saying, Billy, your journals that you know are there, but you don't have any idea where. You know, we owe it to ourselves to go on those treasure hunts, not leave it up to others to do it after we're gone and say, wow, you know, and then we're somewhere wherever we are and we say, I wrote that? <laughs> you know, like right now, you know, discover, rediscover, you know, um, those moments of inspiration and clarity. Yeah, Really, I'm asking everyone, you know, whether, you know, you're more modernized in your technology of self and you have things on on um, databases. Like, I guess people don't use those. Um, what were those things called that came in a little square thing and you slid into a, a container and it popped up on the screen? Floppy disk. I guess people don't use floppy disks. <laughs> I guess people use floppy disks about as often as they use uh, what flip-top phones, right? <laughs> so, you know, or, or or word processors. I got a word pro or beta, you know, beta recorders, right? <laughs> Some right. of y'all probably never even heard of beta, <laughs> you know. So, you know, but really, Billy, you just inspired me to, you know, maybe title a future show, you know, and going on that personal treasure hunt, you know, to um. To re to to rediscover all of those moments that we we gave ourselves permission, you know, to freely express whatever wherever that source of inspiration came from. And I don't care what y'all say. I know we all do it. Whether we do it like when we're in church and we make a little highlight on our on our Bible, or we make a little side note uh, about what maybe the pastor was talking about, or you know, or we might be in a in a meeting, and even though the theme of the meetings being talked about, there's something that's said that inspires us to go inward, and we don't even hear the speaker anymore. We're too busy writing about something that inspired us. I remember once even that, um, I, it always happens to me, I shouldn't even say once, I may go to a movie um, with one intention in mind, you know, which is usually to see the movie. <laughs> but, you know, so often something pops up um, either on the screen or it's said by one of the actors um, that says, see, that's why you came to see this movie. It's got nothing to do with what they're talking about. It had to do with getting this one moment. I'll give you an example. There's this movie called uh, We Were Soldiers. It's a war movie. I love war movies. always have. You know, but I've also come to understand as I've gotten older the propaganda of how it swayed my thoughts early in life. But that's okay. That's not my point. My point is I love war movies. And this war movie, We Were Soldiers, Great war. It was the first uh, recorded battle uh, of U.S. participation in Vietnam. Um, so that would be back like in, in 1963 or 65, somewhere around there. But it opens with the narrator saying, making this, well, he wasn't making a quote. He was narrating the movie as his story. And later you find out he actually wrote the book that the movie was inspired from. And he started out by saying, in order to tell this story, I must start at the beginning. But where does it begin? You know, and I think that is the question to answer um, when we're dealing with the who am I. You know, in order to tell this story about who I am, I must start at the beginning. But where does it begin? You know, when 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 was it, you know, that I first gave permission to an aspect of consciousness to reveal itself. That was my first um, re- re- revelation of, you know, who I who I was, and and therefore the first steps toward what I was becoming. You know, so where, so there's the question along with the who am I, 
You know, where does that story begin? You know, where does the who am I begin for any of us? You know, and 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 we individually get to decide that. And it may be a it may be a a, a forward backward kind of thing. You may need to you know fast forward and rewind. You may need to rewind and fast forward. It may flip back and forth. That's all right. You know, that's where it, be, it begins at the moment of jumping off, or the jumping off point, as best expressed for me, in uh, one of the sequential movies in um, Lord of the Rings. And it's what Gandalf said, you know, um, it's the deep breath before the plunge. So consider the deep breath before the plunge, y'all, that, that, that time of deciding, where does this begin? You know, take a deep breath and then jump on in. And whether you have to go back or whether you have to go forward, keep in mind, time doesn't just move forward, it moves backwards as well. How do, how, do, how do I mean that? What am I saying? It's the synchronicity of the time you were born. Yeah, it's the forward progress, but from the time you were born, it also signifies the backwards process. The older I am, the more I, I, the more I have behind me, as much as I have so far undefined in front of me. So at 73 years, it's not what's left in front of me. It also has been accumulated by the synchronicity of the backwards time as well. So the key, you know, is taking that deep breath before the plunge, deciding, you know, who am I starts at this point right here. Um, how does that sound? Is that, Will, how does that sound? Is that, does that resonate, Billy? Does that resonate? Is Billy still there? Yeah, she's still there. She may I'm still here. Can, can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Could you repeat what you just said? Because I kind of blocked out for a minute. You kind of faded out for a minute. You were asking, does what resonate? You know, uh, that's okay. <laughs> you, you know, it would be impossible <laughs> for you to repeat that. Bill, Ten minutes. Keep in mind, keep in mind that all the shows are archived, so they can be referenced okay. back. You know, to. Um, to, to, to unveil what, what what the rambling was Wonderful. all about, you know. But in essence, but it has to do with pretty much everything the, um, you say. Yeah, pretty much everything you say res, has have said today, and most times resonates with me. But go ahead, <laughs> summarize. Yeah, and, and, and I was just going to capsulize it by that one quote. In order to tell this story, I must start at the beginning. But where does it begin? And that is, in my estimation the jumping off point or the deep breath before the plunge and the telling of one's own story. And, you know, like if I, yes. I'm, I'm actually fast forwarding a little bit in even as far as what the um, outline and content of this show. Wow. Is it that late already? Deep. I was thinking only 15 minutes had gone by <laughs> and it has to do with um, a moment shared. I don't know if you all have seen, well, there's a movie called nocturnal animals and, the movie is a movie within a movie. You know, um, it's a guy telling a story of a book he wrote, but the movie is about the story of the book he wrote. So even though it's him writing it, and even though he's, you know, the character in it come to life on the screen, there's a constant reminder that has to be, you know, um, engaged, and that is the reminder that, wait a minute, this isn't actually the movie. This is just the book being given movie form. So it's like, take a deep breath. Don't get ca caught up in the suspense. This didn't really happen. It's just him, his book coming to life on the screen. 
And it's being read by someone who he was once married to who divorced him. And, but, but before she divorced him, she had conceived a child that he didn't know about. And she um, had an abortion with the guy who she remarried or the guy she married. And my man discovered that she had an abortion while, when she had it, he was standing outside of their car, and she was, you know, grieving the fact that she had done this terrible thing, assuming that he didn't know, and then there he was standing up. But this is all part of the book, you know, but yet you find out that's also part of their real story. But anyway, you know, that being said, that the, the movie in taking on um, book form has its own challenges, but that's not my point. Uh, my point is my... Um, very, very dear friend who lives in Austin, who I visit periodically, a dear friend. We already did the um, the sex dance, so we we did our relationship backwards. We got all that business out of the way so we could become friends. <laughs> so so it's not even a matter of, 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 you know, that's not even a, an issue. It's kind of like me having stopped drinking, even though the option of drinking is always there. There's so many other things I'm doing now that, that that option doesn't even get a chance to be given life. So that's kind of like our relationship. We, we we enjoy each other's friendship so much that we don't even entertain the issue that caused so much grief. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I was um, I was at her place, and and um, usually I would spend the weekend there, and um, and she was in a, a place of well, I'm calling it creative criticism. You know, while I was asking her questions about you know, um, one of the books I had written, the most recent one, Mastering the Art of Failure in Relationships, she was as much as she could giving me some positive feedback. But in essence, she said, why do you always write books about you? <laughs> you know, write books about other subjects. You know, she said, I read a lot of different authors, and they usually talk about other things and not about themselves. And I really wasn't prepared for the question, but the only answer I could really give her is that, well, I feel I write best about the things I know the most about, and what I know the most about is me. So that's kind of why I do it. So then we, the next day we went to the movies. She went, you know, and I usually like her choice of movies more so than her liking my choice because you know, she really doesn't like most of the movies I like. So, but it's easier for me to like hers. But anyway, we went to see this movie, Nocturnal Animals, and I didn't want to know. I didn't want to know anything about it. I didn't want to have any trailers. I didn't. I just wanted to go fresh. I didn't even want her to tell me why she was attracted to the movie. So, you know, and, and like I said, it's very convoluted. And so we're watching it in real time now. This isn't his book that his ex-wife is reading that has given life to the screen. It's him and her engaged in, in their relationship. Um, uh, they're dating and then getting married. And he's a frustrated writer, and she's frustrated by his frustrations. So, um, of course, right away I'm engaged because in, in, in the whole sequence of dialogue because they're talking about, you know, him being a struggling writer. And so he, hands, he has handed her this manuscript, and she has read it, and he's pacing the floor waiting to hear her commentary. And finally, you know, he, you know she puts it down, so he's like, you know, like a, a puppy going to a fresh treat. You know, so what would you think? What would you think? You know, how, you know how, how did it come across? And, and so she, you know, she said kind of lamely, yeah, it was it was very good. And I guess he they've known each other well enough for him to know, you know, that's her best way of telling me it sucked. <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, he's like, now he's 
feelings are hurt, so he's he's prodding and poking her. Well, what is it that you didn't like about it? And she said, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it was, you know, it was very good. And he said, yeah, but I know it didn't be like it. Blah, 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 blah. So they're going, he's going at it. So she's trying to stay as, you know, as disconnected as possible because she doesn't want to hurt his feelings, even though his feelings are already hurt because she did jump up and down saying, oh, great book, great book. So finally she can't take it anymore. And she says to him, why do you only write books about yourself? There are many other things you could talk about. And, <laughs> and he said, all writers only write about themselves, no matter what form it takes. And we, we, and we both busted out laughing when, when, when they said that on the screen. Of course, the rest of the show was quiet, but it was almost like an in-joke, you know, where he repeated they had the same sequence that she and I had just had the night before about, about my book. So, you know, again, what it was was a moment of inspiration for me, you know, to have that validation happen on the screen. So if I'm saying anything at all, you know, always be aware of the inner voice and therefore always giving voice to the inner questions. It's amazing where the answers will come from, you know, once we're open to the process that comes after the, after taking that deep breath before the plunge. It's, and, you know, and again, it may come in writing. It may not. It may come in journaling. It may come in diary form. It may come in art. It may come in, 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 in um, rap music. It may come in music itself. It may come in lyrics, you know. But there is an expression of self waiting to be born. You know, I, I really believe that. Um, Wilfredo, what do you think, man? How are we doing so far? Yeah, we're doing great. Yes, um, I um, I still had uh, Billy's mic open. I guess she muted her phone, so I guess she's okay, okay with that. I, I didn't know. Uh, cool. These, you know, I guess we should we give PSAs on that in the future, or just kind of kind of just go with it as we go. Uh, PSA. I mean, uh, should we give like a public service announcement? I wanted to be sure that's what you meant. <laughs> you know, because my creative process is wide open. There's no telling how I would have translated. Whoa. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, along the way, absolutely. Um, yeah, we can. Is there anybody else in, in, the, in the queue? No. No, we ran them all okay. away. No, I'm just playing. Okay. No, we ran them all away or we put them all in the queue. Everybody all right, still got you, man. Cool. No, everybody's still there. All right. All right. Outstanding. Okay, so you, do you have any questions, thoughts, comments, complaints? Um, so, you know, again, going back to reflecting and the inner journey of who I am, what I am, mm-hmm. looking back on my life and stuff like that, recognizing transitional moments. Um, yeah. How? What the what are some some points that you might suggest uh, to recognize what a transitional moment could be besides besides moving? Let's say besides moving, because we know that's you know little literally a transition. But what are some other things that people can look at when they're self reflective and meditating? Well, okay, let's not be so quick to push moving aside. You know, okay. um, move, moving, you know, 
know, moving contains moving contains tremendous stories. Think about it. Think about it. Um, if I was to reflect for a second on moving, you know, I could probably write a book on moving. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I, I, just as a quick example, you know, I moved to Texas in 2002, stayed through 2005, moved back to Chicago, and then journeyed back to um, Texas again in, in 2000, what, 2013, 14, 2012 maybe. So just that right there, it's like the first time going back to Chicago and then the return. That in itself could be a story by itself. The 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 the, um, the aspects of that, you know, um, thinking about you and the, the leaving the nest to go to Atlanta, the reason for leaving the nest and going to Atlanta, you know, first of all, that's you know moving from one place to another, and even while you were there, having to move from one place to another to another to another, you know, eventually to move back to Chicago and move back to Chicago to another place and another and another and another. So moving, you know, in itself contains so many, well, so many what? So many benchmarks, so many transitions within a transition. You know, uh, I remember visiting you in, in what, three or four different places, you know, and, you know, um, the first place wasn't even the first place where you lived, right? Because if I remember right, the first place you lived was a motel you know, uh, until you found a you know a stable right. place to live. And then right. going down to right. visit that place threw me into a downward spiral of guilt. You know, it's like, oh my, how come I, my son is living in the in the in the middle of Cracktown, USA? <laughs> you know, which was which was such an abstraction. You know, at that time where you were living, you know, in in, in Cracktown, because just a couple blocks away was. Morehouse and the Martin Luther King, you know, memorial, you know, and it's like, you know, what a, I mean, what a, what a, what a incredible flip flop in my own head. But you were living in this place where you could literally, in some spots in the crib, see through the walls, you know, and the kitchen was so <laughs> tiny that you could only reach your arm in and get stuff off the, off the stove or out of the refrigerator. Right. You know, it's just you couldn't even put the and and then the the the, the building or at least. You know the area uh, uh, confined to where you lived. The hall was slanted, so you had to put your right. hands on the wall just to walk down the hall. <laughs> you know, and I got in the car driving home, and, and my then wife Tammy and I just turned and said, "What have I done to my son?" But I'm sharing my moment of grief with you later on, and you're like, "Dad, what you talking about? I love this place." <laughs> you know, so you know that that that. that and then moving from that place to the next spot. But while you were at that spot, getting arrested, right? Oh, I don't know if it was there, but it was to run in with the landlord who was trying to evict you, you know, that, that brought me into the process. But, I mean, so, don't you know, just, just, just a reflection in five minutes of an incredible story and journey, you know, and maybe that's the key, looking at, you know, moving as a journey and not as a singular event. You know, because, you know, moving is, to me, you know, an, an aspect of one's life that is really asking one to connect the dots. Don't just see moving as a dot that stands suspended in its own energy, but connect the dots from one spot to the next, 
What an unfolding story that is waiting to be told, regardless of the reasons, right? And I think about, again, think about you moving from that one spot to the next one. And then when I saw you, when I came down to visit you, and I drove by you and didn't even recognize you, and you had cautioned me before I had even set out. You said, now, Dad, don't be too upset by my appearance, you know, because I've lost weight, you know. And and I, when I went down to visit you and I drove past you, didn't know it was you sweeping off the corner of, of the crib where you lived. And I literally circled back to ask this dude that was standing out there directions to the, your crib, and it was you. And it was like, oh, my God, my son has become a heroin addict. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with the challenges of you living with dudes who literally abandoned you. And it was like the choice of do I buy food or do I pay rent or do I pay for electricity or do I, you know, pay for my heat, you know. And the choice is not being all-inclusive, but a, a random process of need, you know, has, you know, reduced you to the skeleton of a dude. But you know, in closer examination, I realized that it was, wow, you're moving stuff around. Um, it was, um, it was, you know, like once closer examination revealed, yeah, you had lost a lot of weight, but you hadn't lost drug user weight. You know, I mean, you, you didn't have what I call the addict butt. You know, your butt hadn't dropped away. You know, your skin hadn't become taunt. You didn't have that hollow look in your eyes. You just looked like you were hungry. <laughs> so, you know, and that in, in itself, and I think that was right around the time that you became Will because we had this issue about your car being repossessed, and you had to set me straight. And that's when I realized as a parent, right, that there comes a time when, yeah, I'll always be your dad, but there comes a time when I have to, you know, relent to the idea of remaining your parent. You know, and you pretty much, you know, let me know that, that, you know, like you may not agree with my decisions, Dad, but they're my decisions. And I don't need you as a parent intervening and telling me what you think is best. We can dialogue and discuss what I chose to do. But really, I'm taking away your right to, you know, criticize as an authoritarian, you know. And, and, and I realized you were right, and I said to you, okay, son, um, you're right, it's time for me to step away from being your parent, but I'm going to need your help. I'm going to need you to let me know at those times when I start talking like your parent. You know, I'm going to need you to let me know that's not what you need from me because that's the only way I'll be able to recognize when I'm doing it. And you, in essence, said, okay, bet. <laughs> yeah, one day, you know, we were talking about something. It might have been the car. I don't remember. But we were talking about something, and I was going on and on and on, and you were just looking at me. And then you did that kind of, you know, how how a, how a dog would kind of turn his head to the side, like, what, what, what are you saying, <laughs> you know? And when you did that, I looked at you and I said, oh, I'm being your parent again, ain't I? And you said, yeah, man, <laughs> you know. So that's what I realized, you know. Okay, man, this this man is, you know, he's stepping out on his own. So don't don't you know? Sometimes moving. Sometimes I'm hearing a lot of noise in the background. Are you hearing it? Yeah. I hear it too. Look like maybe some lines might have gotten you, crossed. You something. might need to. You might just need to go ahead and mute lines. You know that we left open. Um, um, but anyway, so don't be so quick. You know to um, um, mute another one. Um, so don't be too quick to you know to discard those moments of moving, because I think so many stories are nested 
in the events that led up to moving. You, you follow me there? So um, sometimes, you know, in fact, moving can be that deep breath before the plunge, right? You know. Um, so, okay. So, any, any, other, any other, any other examples yeah. of transitional moments that people can look at? Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, man. There is endless as one's own life experience, like um, getting married. You know, um, if that ain't an eye opener, I don't know what is. <laughs> Okay, let me stop. You know, um, sometimes, you know, the process of engaging in a relationship that leads to marriage, going through the audition phase, you know, going through the reality check, going through the commitment, you know, and then going through the events of, of marriage. All too often, just the events of marriage in itself can be a continuous transition, right? You know, sometimes all the things that one may think one knows about another takes on a different life when through the commitment of relationship we now live together, but through the commitment of relationship, like, you know, getting married, you know, where there's the commitment of vows, you know, that is like seals the deal. You know, living with somebody is cool, but when you live with somebody you're married to, it's like that's a, um, that's a, a, a commitment that says there's really, you know, no optional living here. This says that we're in this together. So that can be very, you know, transitional or transitory in just the process of now getting to know each other, you know, in close in closer hand to hand combat. <laughs> I don't mean to make it sound like that, but I think you you know, it, it it's it, it's the it's the dynamic of, of being married. You know, uh having a child or children, you know, each birth, you know, as as anybody who's had, you know, uh, more than one child, whether um, through blood or through, you know, um, inheritance, you know, meaning stepfather, stepmother, whatever the case may be, you know, we know that, you know, very rarely are the, the entities born from a biological engagement turn out to be the same, you know, even though it may be males, even though it may be females, and may, even though it may be a combination, rarely are they going to match up in behavior. So that, you know, is quite an experience in itself, and especially when more than there's more than when there's one child that has to be several children, and outnumbered by having two parents. That's the story to be told, <laughs> you know. And uh, then if there's multiple children, you know, and trying to deal with multiple children, like trying to hold golf, uh, trying to hold ping pong balls, you know, underneath the water of a tub. You know, how, how, you know, there's only so many hands you got. And if you ain't got the other person using their hands as well, these ping pong balls can pop up to the surface revealing other things. Um, divorce. Man, the trauma of divorce. Sometimes it's not a shared experience. You know, sometimes one person just wanted to get away from the other while the other is still locked in love. I remember when your mom um, left when she bolted out the door and she had enough of my drunken behavior. You know, when she left was the moment I fell in love with her, you know, and I didn't even know that was an experience waiting to be happened. You know, and, of course, I tell the stories related, which I'm not going to get into right now, um, but I may in future times. But nevertheless, that was an experience and all the things that followed that. You know, um, sometimes there's nothing 
from my estimation anyway, there's nothing more transitional than, you know, reflecting on watching and having to take part in the experience of watching, you know, my three sons grow, you know, and that has not been a random, you know, um, consequence, sequence rather of efforts on my part, you know, regardless of the, you know, the, the time spent, whether I would consider successful or unsuccessful, whether I would think it's filled with pride or guilt, you know, whether, you know, direct, you know, engagement or neglect, you know, it's not without its own story of watching my three sons grow and the impact of their growth on me, one way or the other, are all-inclusive, you know, very transitional for me, you know, and having to shift as a parent of my three sons into different avenues of, 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 of understanding and, and acceptance and release, you know. Um, and then there's the sidebar of relationships. And, you know, most people don't stay in one job. And not only, like we, we had a, a guest on for a couple of weeks on Thursday's show who talked, for, you know, in, in two episodes about entrepreneurship from the perspective of a black woman. You know, and I'm sure if we were to ask her the question about, you know, different periods of transition, I'm sure she could dedicate some serious time in this show talking about the transitions she has gone through and moving from corporate America into entrepreneurship. You know, um, shifting careers and shifting purpose. You have a cousin who is pursuing, you know, being an actor, but along the way he's had to take on many different jobs, still trying to hold on to the vision of being an actor, you know, while, you know, those who maybe in one regard loving him are wishing he would give up that dream and come on back home, while others are trying to encourage the dream, you know, but not sound patronizing along the way. You know, it, it's a, there, there are so many different deep breaths that we need to take, you know, that will reveal the next plunge that is waiting to be taken. But it's a matter of just, ah, a matter of taking personal inventory. You know, now what the heck do I mean by that? Well, you know, as I've said in the past, I mean, as I said earlier in this show, you know, I belong to this, um, some people consider it to be a sect, (laughs) you know, like a James Jones kind of thing, you know, and it's called Alcoholics Anonymous. And the thing about Alcoholics Anonymous is that, excuse me if I'm making a lot of rattling noise, I'm trying to, I'm flipping back in the script. Um, the question of who am I definitely has, has initially appeared early on in AA, you know, my involvement with AA and what that included, like, you know, finally admitting I was powerless over, you know, my, my drugs of choice, alcohol and other drugs, and how it had rendered my life powerless and coming to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And then the third step, you know, saying um, the whole process of, of making a decision. That's the first part of the third step of AA, making a decision. And then the second part of the third step is to turn my life and my will over to the care of God. And then the third step, the third part of the third step is as I understand him. So all of those sequences are the foundation of the change required in my life. But it's not until the fourth step that there's actually action taken, and that's the self-inventory. And that's where the who am I is begin is beginning to take on life. And um, in essence, 
well, not in essence, the fourth step says, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So it's like, okay, now what? You know, no, what now? What's the second part of that, Will? Now what? Yeah, you know, um, so it's a searching and fearless moral inventory. So does that mean now I get to look back in my life and see all the times that I've been, you know, um, unfaithful or the times I've been decadent or the times, you know, immoral, yeah, yes, all, all that. But a searching and fearless moral inventory means looking deeper than the immediate imposed guilts and shames. You know, it's just like taking it, you know, I worked at a department store. And every year, and I hated it when it came around. It's nothing like it is now. But back then, everything was hand-counted. That's how inventory was taken. You know, so you had your department had to hand-count and give an account for, you know, what was there, what wasn't there, and why certain things that should have been there were no longer there. But also in the process of doing that, recognizing, you know, what we need more of and what we need less of, you know, so that whole fearless and searching moral inventory, yeah, included guilts and shames, but it also meant taking a look at stock and inventory of the things that sell well, you know, and the things that don't sell too well, things that I don't have enough of and things I have too much of, or some things that have disappeared, either, you know, filtered, stolen, or otherwise given away. You know, so the assessment of the value of them is yet to be determined. That's the whole process of taking a fearless and searching moral inventory of myself, looking deeply, you know, but not looking so deeply that I haven't brought the God of my creation with me to do this self-assessment. And why would I bring the God of my understanding with me? Because that's the source of my creation. Instead of saying, you know, why did you make me this way? Giving God the opportunity to show me that there's more to it to just the moment that I feel like God let me down. It's also being able to recognize the times that God has filled my arms with these many gifts that I have used. So that whole point, again, of taking personal inventory helps to reveal times of transition. Oh, yeah, yeah, this did happen. Oh, I did encounter that. Oh, I did have this experience with this person, with this place, or with this thing. You know, as a matter of fact, there it is right there, taking a look at the the, pers- the people, the places, and the things that have appeared and disappeared in my life, the things that I remember and the things that I have memory around but not really a clear understanding of the sequence of actions that have taken place. But the people, the persons, the places, and the things, somewhere in there are gonna, is going to reveal, you know, the transitions that have taken place in my life. How's, how's that sounding so far? Is it clicking? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. You don't sound convinced. I'm, I'm convinced. Um, just, um, I'm not saying it's a lot of information, but it's information that oh, yeah. I think needs to, uh, you know, it will be applied you know, reviewing it again and to my own right. individual, you know, needs. Um, but it's, a, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's a, quite a, 
a little bit more I, I expected to take in for today. But the process itself, I think, can be uh, a little overwhelming at times too. So absolutely, uh, absolutely, and that's why you why you encourage folks to have pen and pad handy, so you know yeah. notes can be taken. You know, but this isn't an all-contained show in all shows. This is just an introduction to what, you know, what the whole idea of writing your own story entails, you know, so the, you know, writing your own book club includes the things that, you know, are also um, inspirational. Uh, But in in regards to the transitions, I wanted to and, and want to impress the importance of understanding how many times and situations appear that are trans, you know, transitional in our lives. It, you know, it, it, it's not just dots, but it's the line that connects the dots. It's the dashes between the dots that reveal, you know, the ongoing story. So, yeah, it is a lot, but that's what our lives are. That's a lot. There's a lot of information contained between the ears of any individual. You know, information that, by the way, as data-oriented as it may be, you know, the brain does not have the capacity to store memories of pain. Oh, it, it, can re, it can recall that, yeah, giving birth hurt, but it can't recall the actual pain of the birth, just the memory that, yeah, it did hurt. If you ever broken a leg, yeah, yeah, it did hurt, but you can't recall the memory of the pain itself, you know, which I think, you know, which I believe, you know, uh, my God in his infinite wisdom, you know, um, didn't leave the track marks of pain, you know, so that gave me room to repeat the, the, the behavior again. Because some pain is, is, you know, is positive pain. You know, um, some pain is negative. You know, but like probably, you know, every family would only have one child if the actual physical pain remained from giving birth to a child, you know, um, especially naturally, like your mother, you know, birthed you naturally. And um, thank God she doesn't remember the actual physical pain that she endured. You know, there are a lot of athletes who go through tremendous pain of injury, and they go through a lot of rehab before they can get themselves back into some form of shape to reenter the arena of the field. But thank God that they don't have the actual memory of the actual pain that they endured before going back out on that field, but instead the victory of overcoming it. You know, so... It is a a, a very concentrated and confusing and overwhelming, you know, um, data system that the brain, you know, stores as we venture out continuously in life. And that's why I offered the caution right at the beginning, you know, to engage one's own story does mean more so than not to encounter the things that we kind of had stashed away in the deeper research, resources, recesses of one's own addict, at addict, A-T-T-I-C, not A-D-D-I-C-T, <laughs> you know. Uh, although that, that's another story, too. I, I remember, you know, I, I wrote a book um, in, ni- in 2019 called um, Mastering the Art of Failure Relationships and um, self-published. And, and I don't mean that as somehow a put-down, you know, just as, how it how it was published, although my intention was that this one was supposed to be my money maker, I was going to find a publisher, but I had spent so much time with the book, I just thought, man, just get get, get it done 
and then pursue a publisher later. But anyway, I had um, asked select folks to review the book, right, and to post it on Amazon, you know, where Amazon posts reviews of 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 of, of authored books. And one of the folks I had asked to review it, you know, was so supportive of the writing of it, but she hadn't read it yet, you know. But she was very – I even told her some parts about it, and she said, oh, yeah, that would be great. Oh, that's going to be so meaningful. That's going to be so, you know, so fulfilling. And then as she started, you know, in, engaging the book, <laughs> she wrote me and said, you know, I can't write a review because I'm I'm not even halfway through it and I can't read anymore. She said, it's as if I stumbled into the back of your closet and discovered a shoebox. And when I opened up the shoebox, I started going through this contents and I knew I had no business being there. <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, you know, please write that review. What a, you know, it, 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 it's not about, you know, finishing the book. It's about your experience. And therein lies, you know, the reality of life. So often we have these shoeboxes, and in these shoeboxes is contained things that, well, we really, you know, don't want other people to read. <laughs> you know, at least we're not, we're not sure, but they still are things left behind that people stumble across and say, damn, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know he was like that. <laughs> So when you're telling your own story, understand, there may be some shoeboxes. Like I tell you, I say, Will, when I die, look here. You, I, I'm, I'm, I'm requiring you. I'm, I'm, I'm holding you accountable for you got to get to my laptop before anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I mean, it is a concentrated, scary, and, and, and revealing time to take a look at the who am I. This is just the first show. And we yeah. spent almost two hours just talking about who am I. And believe me, that is the question that has to be satisfied before the before the journey can even continue. Yeah. So um that's kind of where well, we are. We got what, about five minutes left? About five wow. minutes left. Yeah, here yeah. here's to uh Here's to the shoeboxes and the and what's the line the crazy <laughs> things that made me who I am, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Amen to, to all the crazy things that have happened that have made me who I am. Um, so, um, uh, hopefully, for those of you who have listened in, you know, for those of you who have called in, first of all, thank you both for those who have called in, listened in. Will, thank you so much for being a part of this um, initial launch. And um, I guess next week, not I guess, next week we'll, we'll, we'll pick right up again, huh? What do you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank you to uh, everybody that, you know, that was a part of the chat room that called in, you know, Jan, Ray, Billy. Um, one, I, got, I just got a message. I was multitasking, too. So just in future shows, if you all do call in on the phone line, just as a reminder, when you call in, press the one button on your keypad and then that will let us know here in the studio that you want to come in. That'll highlight your phone your phone number and let us yeah. know you want to come in. Yeah. So we have one yeah. caller that was in the queue but they didn't press one. So um unfortunately somebody else just pressed one but we're we're wrapping up now so I hope that uh you wrote down your question 
or your comment caller. Somebody just pressed one. Um, but we can't bring you in now because we're about to wrap it up. Right. Okay, man. Good enough. Again, thank you, everyone. And I look forward to next week's show. Oh, and, and, and uh, just as a follow-up on social media, uh, if you are a part of our group, the Greenhouse FX, you can follow up with, with us in that group. Or, of course, you can send Bill any questions or comments or questions, anything to him directly as well. Amen. All righty. Thanks again, Will. All right. Great job, Dad. Great job. Next week, everyone. Amen. I'll say